what better way to turn us against ourselves? You uh, you stress people out enough, they're not going to look up to the people on the hill, you know, who are the ones throwing mortars at their supply lines. When they're so distracted and everyone's so divided among issues that don't really matter, they're going to turn on each other. And they're doing a good job at it. Look at look at how they're how they're uh, spinning all of this. And for two years, for more than two years, but uh, particularly now, you know, people who speak truth, people who oppose this agenda, who just, you know, want to enjoy the freedoms that God guarantees us that are articulated in the Constitution. We're the evil ones. We're the selfish ones. We're the ones who wanted to kill grandma and kill children because we didn't want to mask them in school, because we didn't want to wear our masks uh, everywhere, because we didn't want to be the people who are now being found with plastic particles in their lungs from wearing these masks all day and rewearing them. We're the selfish ones because we didn't want to get injected with clearly a bioweapon. And this isn't new. When they were trying to pass Obamacare back in 2009 and 2010, they showed Paul Ryan throwing grandma off a cliff, mm-hmm. right? That was their approach. When uh, Inconvenient Truth came out and climate change was you know, what they were trying to whip everybody up into a frenzy uh, about, they showed polar bears falling from the sky dead, right? They, they always play on your emotions because that's how they can get you to yield so they can do what they want. And we're seeing it again now. It's in hyper overdrive right now because things are bad according to their policies. They're bad according to their policies because that's the goal. Their goal is to bring about a great reset. You cannot bring about a worldwide global great reset if America is strong. You have to weaken Absolutely. America in order to bring about their goals. And that's what we're doing. That's what they're doing. We're watching it. We're watching them you know, create manufactured shortages of fertilizer and and trucking fluid, diesel fluid. We're watching them create manufactured food crises, uh, you know, with a whole bunch of coincidences with three dozen facilities burning down, right? These These are things that are not, your coincidence theory is the biggest conspiracy theory of all. The idea that all of these things are coincidences and that it's just happening to us and we all need to just trust the experts and allow it to keep happening to us is the biggest conspiracy theory of all. You're trusting the wrong people. Your government is lying to you. The media is lying to you. All of the institutions are lying to you. And until you wake up, I don't even know. Well, when you think about it, I mean, number number one. What conspiracy theorists really just means one thing. It means, number one, you said something you shouldn't have. You said the wrong thing, not in line with their narrative. Or number two, you said the right thing, but not, not for the right reason or not at the right time. We, we have said now for, what, two years? Yep, election was stolen. There was fraud. That wasn't okay. Now, all of a sudden, after you know everyone's screaming very clearly the machines are vulnerable, after Democrats themselves uh, were you know banging that drum for years before the 2020 election, uh, now all of a sudden they've come out and said, oh, yep, we found some vulnerabilities, but Dominion's safe. You they can say the truth vulnerable. as long as you say it for the right way. No, they're say- what they're saying is they are vulnerable, but those vulnerabilities weren't exploited. Yes, exactly. This is the same message as they don't connect to the Internet. Oh, wait. They, they do. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you got, I mean, it's technology, you guys. Of course it can connect they to the internet. They connect to the internet, just not they for fraud. That's what we thought you meant. They just not for fraud. They weren't connected. When the, when the CEO of Dominion sat before Congress and said they don't have that capability, I don't know why people are saying that, what he really meant was they weren't connected to the internet. Or how about this one? 
there are no bio labs in Ukraine. Right. Okay, there. Yeah, we have labs in Ukraine, but we don't fund. Okay, we do fund them, but they're not bio labs. They're research facilities. Okay, we funded them, and they're bio labs, but there's nothing bad going on there. Yeah, you know that laptop. Fifty-one intelligence people have said this has all of the earmarks of Russian disinformation. We can't cover that. That's false. That's fake news. That laptop is Russian disinformation. It's Russian disinformation. It's Russian disinformation. It's baseless. It's conspiracy theories. It's baseless. It's conspiracy theories. Oh, wait. It's real. But we got it wrong. Sorry. And but they're all tied to who? Bush. Yeah. Hmm. It's funny how that happens, right? Yeah, so, you know, we, we, there's a lot of manufactured crisis. It's meant to peddle fear. It's meant to punish us and make our lives real miserable because that puts us in a greater state of dependency you and know, allows them to do more of what they want. But Real, real quick, because yeah, I, I know I want to I uh, go on to your stuff. Um, everyone, understand that this is real. This, has, this is happening. There's, I pray that it won't really be that bad, but there's no way to avoid this. And you think about this and how America has been treated and how I urge you to treat yourself and your home and your family. When you have something uh, precious to protect, when you have an empire, you think back in history, they didn't, you know, stay in the woods in little huts. They built castles. They stayed in castles because it's defendable. In America, do we, do we stay in a castle? No. They, well, let, the they let the drop do. rates down. Well, they, they live in them, <laughs> and they like to have their security, but they don't want guns us to have our guns. and fences and all kinds of stuff they have. Yeah. If you have something pre uh, precious, secure your home like a castle. That's why we have locks on our doors and why you should have a gun ready to go in case someone attempts to breach those castle walls to come in and attack your kingdom. America has been we, – we've let the drawbridge down. That's why they don't want a border wall. That's why they want to let all these immigrants in. That's why they want to shut off the death fluid and raise prices. They're trying to destroy the kingdom. So make sure that you are protecting your kingdom. That is the most precious thing you have, the life and the livelihood of you and your children and your wife and the rest of your family, whoever that may be, of your community. Protect your, your home, protect your family, and protect your community like a kingdom with a castle. And that is, if we all do that, hopefully we can take a big step towards, you know, towards securing the castle that is the United States. Yeah, well, they don't, they don't want that, right? Because as we've said repeatedly on this show, the Great Reset is not something that's coming. It's here. We're in it. We're in the middle of it, and we're being reset. And the only thing standing in the way of the Great Reset is the American gun owner. We're the largest informal army in the world. And that is why we see a full court press right now to disarm the American people. So I brought up Hinckley before, the, the Reagan shooter, just really kind of to, to, to show that um, also, I mean, it's, inter it's interesting that he's, you know, getting his freedom back after 41 years now. I personally don't think that if you try to assassinate an American president that you should live. I don't think you should, you know, um, it's, this is the... It, the uh, this, this is, this is uh, my, my uh, I, I think we should go back to having consequences. I think that we should go back to having, you know, people who, uh, if you try to take somebody else's life, your life gets taken. Um, eye for an eye. Eye for an uh, yeah. Again, though, I think there's a caveat for that, for that statement in, uh, you know, when you talk about an installed corrupt government. 
Right. Well, well, I'm talking about the rule of law, though, right? Yeah. I'm talking about us actually enforcing the laws. So that corrupt government that you're talking about is guilty of treason. And that, that treasonous government should be dealt with. And no, they don't deserve mercy. Not in my opinion. Um, so, you know, we see, we see Hinckley uh, get, get his freedom back. And then um, there's another story that came out yesterday. Um, I believe that number is B3, Mr. Producer. So this is another one. Man charged in death of eight-year-old boy says he's a victim and hears noises in Florence County. Um, so this is an interesting story. I don't know if uh, most people have heard of one, uh, have heard of this this shooting because there's been so many shootings lately. Uh, but this is uh, Florence County. You can go to the next one. Charles Montgomery Allen had a lot to say during his bond hearing Wednesday morning at the Florence County Law Enforcement Complex. Magistrate Belinda Timmons arraigned Allen on one count of murder and nine counts of attempted murder in connection with the shootings last Saturday in the area of 3106 Old River Road in Florence County. Allen had to face the judge again after his attempted murder charge in the shooting of an eight-year-old boy was upgraded Tuesday to murder after the child died. So this guy was standing in the woods near his home and shooting uh, at shooting at cars. And uh, he hit several cars. He hit this eight-year-old boy and he hit his dad in the same car and the boy died. Um, and so this is this is the the case. This guy was arraigned. But the reason I pulled this story instead of you know the number of other shooting stories we could have pulled. If you go to the next one, B five, please. Alan replied, "He's a victim, and he's been trying to get help for the past two years." Quote, can I say that I have been a victim here well over two years? Every device I have has been hacked. Every device, my cell phones, my TV. I can't even get a signal at home to watch TV. Like there is some kind of jammer in the area. I have been a total victim for well over two years. And I said over and over and over, I did not want anyone to get hurt. This is not the first. The first time I went and stole some stuff from the store just to see if there was still law and order in existence to what's been going on in my life. That was when I came here for stealing some Raisin Bran. I have a clean record. I have never been a criminal in my life. I came home about two years ago from truck driving and something has been after me. I can't explain it. It's out of my realm of understanding. But to say that's not the case would be a lie. And I have never had bad intentions toward anyone in my life, Alan said. Um, so this guy... You know, he, I mean, he sounds like a schizophrenic, right? It's, it sounds yep. like, and, and, you know, another shit. So maybe he is, maybe he isn't, right? I mean, maybe, maybe he's being groomed to be a shooter, right? Maybe there's a, there's a later part in that article that we don't have the cut for, but if you could pull up the link, I want to scroll down. There's a part where, where he's saying that he was hearing the voices. Oh, I don't think I have it. I have the wrong link in there, so never mind. But anyway, he's hearing voices in his house. He's hearing, um, you know, sounds being emitted from his cell phone and his devices. He sounds like a schizophrenic, right? Um, the the thing that really struck me, you know, I mentioned uh, earlier this week that I have a brother-in-law who was a paranoid schizophrenic before he took his own life. And when um, the this clip, the, the cut that we were just reading was talking about his, um, sorry, I'm trying to find the quote again, where he said, uh, I, um, I did not want anyone to get hurt. 
Um, I have no intentions of hurting anyone. That's that's really so. My brother-in-law, when the day he he took his own life, he went to the facility where he was a, a patient for an outpatient for paranoid schizophrenia. They knew he was paranoid schizophrenic. He wanted to see a doctor. They had limited resources. He said something bad is going to happen, right? Which is kind of what this guy was saying. Something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. And they said, "Are you going to hurt yourself?" Or are you going to hurt somebody else? And he said, no, of course not. I would never hurt anybody, but, but something bad is going to happen, right? That is a very common thing for a schizophrenic to say because they don't have any intention of hurting anyone, right? But in both of these cases, they did hurt someone. My brother-in-law hurt himself, and, and this person shot, um, shot up a bunch of cars and killed an eight-year-old boy. But... Uh, so this is this is I'm, I promise that I know this feels random, but I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting to a point here in terms of uh, in terms of what's what's happening here. So let's move on um, because you know talking about we're talking about uh, shooters who have mental health issues, and I believe personally that mental health is is the greatest crisis that we have in this nation. I was focused um, in my. Uh, charitable and extra time focused on mental health prior to the stolen election. At which point I pivoted to focus on the stolen election because nothing else matters until we fix that. Until we fix our elections, we have free and fair elections and we can actually govern ourselves in the United States of America and have uh, freedom under the Constitution. Nothing else matters. But mental health is the greatest crisis that we have. COVID-19 exacerbated. Massively. Exacerbated the mental health crisis. What do we think that food shortages are going to do to the already... Uh, already critical mental health crisis that we have in in our country so if you could go to b6 please the tulsa shooting and everything that we know about the hospital attack that killed four people you can uh jump to the to the next one here another deadly shooting has struck america following tragic incidents this month in buffalo new york and uvalde texas three people were killed in a deadly gun attack at a medical building in tulsa oklahoma on wednesday one June, the gunman also died at the scene, according to police. Here's what we know so far. The shooting was in a hospital building. Tulsa police were called uh, on Wednesday afternoon on reports of a man armed with a rifle at the Natalie Medical Building within the city's St. Francis Hospital. The call came in at 4.52 p.m., according to Tulsa Deputy Police Chief Eric Dagliesh, who addressed the press on Wednesday. Um, this next cut that we have here is a tweet from The Hill. Police on the Tulsa shooting officers arrived within four minutes and the shooter killed himself. So he managed to kill three people before killing himself. Um, horrible, horrible when this kind of stuff happens. Well, and I want to point out one thing um, because I think it's important. And I think, again, my conspiracy theorist self, uh, you remember what the, what the guy said. You, you read it. I went to steal something just to see if there's still law and order, right? Yeah. How do you think so many Americans feel right now after the last two years we see Pelosi's husband, the Biden, the syndicate, the Biden syndicate, all these election fraudsters. No one is getting arrested. Burn, loot, murder. Is, yes. You have Antifa. Yeah. They've been burning, looting, murdering, well said. Uh, and they weren't arrested. They got free passes. And then patriots who would go out. They'd get arrested because I saw this personally. They'd get arrested for open carrying a small knife. Right. And where's the where's the law and order? You think more people feel like there is no law and order, like they're hopeless? 
when it goes back to the gaslight, right? To mm-hmm. what I call the great American gaslight. Because during the summer of burn, loot, and murder, where we watched the country burn, we watched cities all over the nation burn, we watched people die, uh, we watched retired police officers have their lives taken just because they went out to protect somebody's property. Um, this is what we saw during the summer of burn, loot, and murder. But what we were told was that it was the summer of love. And we were told that it was mostly peaceful. And so, I, I mean, when you've got people that have a, not even people with a, with a predisposition to some sort of mental impairment, anybody who's being gaslit that much is going to question their own sanity. That's the point of gaslighting. It's to make you question your reality. And that our government is masterful at it and, uh, and has been deploying it against, um, against the American people in earnest since, I think, you know, the escalator. Well, think just in the last two years, COVID-19, the not vaccine vaccine, Russia, uh, the Ukraine thing, election fraud, Safest and most secure election. Yeah, safest and most secure election. Antifa, good guys. Oh, mostly peaceful protests as things are burning behind them on camera. Uh, All of these shooters, they just had another incident where cops shot an unarmed black woman. No, they didn't. The the body cam footage clearly shows that she had a gun. She has a gun in her hand. But this is the kind of stuff. So over and over and over and over again, people are being gaslit. People are being told they cannot believe their eyes. They're being told that no, gas prices are not rising. Or if they do, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's not a problem if you can't feed your feed your kids, if you can't afford your mortgage. Oh. It's not a it's not a it's not a bad thing that uh, you know, that food costs are skyrocketing that we might not be able to uh, have baby formula in this country, that we might not be able to buy bread, that we might not be able to afford to drive, you know, to our our family's house. That I mean, every single piece of our lives that allows us to live comfor- comfortably and remain civil on is top of that reset. is being reset. And on top of that, the law and order that is supposed to exist in this country does not exist anymore. It is a one-sided double standard. And those in power, those who get the special get out of jail free card, they can do whatever they want, including kill millions of Americans, including rip off the country while now we're now we're seeing what kind of laws, Ash, that are that are making headlines once again. One of the things that we are also anticipating is the the economic implications, further economic implications, and that means that we should make sure that our money is safe in a bank that we can trust. We see a lot of banks out there that are pandering to current trends at the cost of the customer, but there's one that's not afraid to make bold decisions that put customers first, even if it's going to make headlines, and that's Axos Bank. To do a quick search, do a quick search and you'll see what I mean. This is a bank that's all about integrity, fairness, and the freedom to do business without compromising our values. Take a look at their rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open it by July 31st. Go to accessbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axosbank.com slash D-A-I-L-Y. And for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your rewards checking account. Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and therefore us, all of us. Accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. So this is fascinating, right? So we're talking about crazy shooters. We're talking about, um, you know, (laughs) the mental health crisis that we have. So what do we see happening all over the nation now, especially in the wake of the the uptick in shootings that we've seen? Calls for red flag laws. And uh, this was was horrifying to me. I... um, 
I sent this over to the team last night because Rasmussen did a poll, and I actually think Rasmussen polling is is pretty darn good. I think they've got um, they they've been you know I think I work with and talk to people all around the country, real people on the ground trying to drive change in their communities. And, you know, the Rasmussen poll kind of matches the sentiment that uh, you see across across the nation within that population. I think it's it's been pretty fair. But, yeah, if you see here, can rev red flag laws prevent mass shootings? So this is a poll they did. Mental health problems are seen as a leading factor in mass shootings by young men, and voters overwhelmingly support red flag laws to help so-called red flag laws to help prevent such tragedies. Can we pause there for one second? Yep. What, let's read that first sentence again one more time. Mental health problems are seen as a leading factor in mass shootings by young men. So I didn't see the word firearms in there. Yeah. No. Um, hmm. This And again, this is polling data. So this is what the American people think. A new Rasmussen Reports National Telephone and Online Survey reports that 40% of likely U.S. voters believe mental health is more to blame for mass shootings by young men in America, while 30% blame access to firearms. So 40% think it's mental health, 30% think it's firearms, 10% think family problems are more to blame for mass shootings, while another 10% blame social media. Only 4% think school problems are to blame. It's uh, still you know higher than I would think if people were thinking clearly, but again, not exactly the... Uh, you know, the rhetoric that we're hearing from the mainstream news. Yeah, but well, this is the part that, that really, and I, uh, the cut that I put in there is real blurry, so it's, I don't think it's going to come up. But I can, I'm just going to read, yeah, that's not going to come up. But I can read it because I have it here. Sorry about that. That's my bad. 19 states have red flag laws which authorize police or family members to petition courts to temporarily remove firearms from a person deemed to be a danger to themselves or others. 70 per 6 per 7 70 per six. 76 percent of voters support such laws, including 51 percent who strongly support red flag laws. Only 17 percent are opposed to such laws. So for support for red flag laws crosses all partisan and demographic categories. 87 percent of Democrats, 68 percent of Republicans and 73 percent of voters not affiliated with either, ma either major party support such laws, as do 78 percent of white, 76 percent of black voters and 71 percent of other minorities. So we're talking about red flag laws here and the American people, it appears, according to this polling, which, again, I think Rasmussen has been pretty on on point in terms of measuring the sentiment of the American people, 76% of voters support red flag laws, which means 76% of voters report uh, being, uh, su support rather, having somebody else decide whether or not you can lose your firearms. Having a family member or a friend or a coworker be able to decide whether or not you can lose your firearms. And it's a hard, this is, I'm not trying to suggest that this is a black and white issue, that it's a simple situation. It's not. We just went through crazy shooters, right? And I know that sounds disrespectful, but they shot up schools. And so I'm going to call them crazy shooters. Uh, tried to assassinate a president, right? We talked about this. They're, the mental health crisis is the biggest crisis that we have. But what is the, this, this is the slipperiest of slopes to me. 
Because what constitutes red flag laws? Well, it varies, varies from, from state to state who have implemented these types of laws. And it's not real specific from the polling what types of red flag laws Americans um, support. So if we look back at the bill that the Supreme Court is, uh, that the challenge in the Supreme Court is on, the New York gun bill, that's like, I mean, basically, unless you're retired military, you, you can't have a firearm. Right. If you've been on an antidepressant at some point in your life, you can't have a firearm. Right. So the other thing that I think is crazy about red flag laws is the what do we hear after the majority of mass shootings? The shooter was known to the FBI. Mm -hmm. Right. So what difference is the law going to make besides putting potentially our rights in jeopardy if when the person is flagged, known to law enforcement as a potential uh, threat to the public, and nothing happens, nothing stops it. In fact, in a lot of these cases, the FBI encourages certain behaviors. Um, what, what good is a red flag law going to do? Well, and imagine this, these surveys, are, if, if this is accurate, if it's even remotely accurate, I bet most of those people don't actually understand what red red flag laws entail they just hear oh yeah if someone's a danger you know we we can stop them but that's right. really i think about as far as it goes because they don't understand that red flag laws in most cases are clear violations of your second and fourth amendment rights absolutely you doctors uh your neighbors disgruntled ex-girlfriend we've we've seen we've reported cases of that on the show where someone reports another person says they're a danger because they have a vendetta. There's been a lot of cases of that. And what happens? This is not so simple as, well, I think they're a danger, so then there's an investigation, and then if it turns out to be true. What, what, what happens when a red flag law uh, is invoked on an individual is without a trial, without evidence other than hearsay, law enforcement can then break down your door in the middle of the night, and they can seize all of your guns, and you do not get them back, until you've had a trial and you have to prove then that you are mentally fit, that you are able to own a gun, that you are not a danger to the community. Is that, that tell me, Ash, is that the, the legal system? Is that the, uh, the basis of our nation, the kind of justice that the American people deserve or that we expect? No, because what you're talking about is discretionary rights. You're talking about the, our rights are alienable right that they can be they can be uh used against us they can be taken away from us they can be uh you know that that uh if somebody in the chat wrote if a judge gets a hair up there but they'll pull your second amendment and that's exactly right is that it's you've now made it discretionary you've now made your ability to carry a firearm dependent upon where you live and who you've pissed off and, uh, you know, and whether or not you've, you uh, have, have taken antidepressants in, in the past or whether or not you use recreational or medical marijuana, these are things that should not impact your ability to exercise your right to self-defense, right? And, um, and by self-defense, I also mean defense against a tyrannical government because that's what it is intended for. The Constitution of the United States, Second Amendment, says shall not be infringed. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Every gun law is an infringement. 
And I'm not saying that we should arm all the mentally ill people, but we should arm the teachers, the teachers that are comfortable with being armed, which is a lot of them, the, the administrators, school resource officers. We should absolutely protect our children with guns the way we ch protect our politicians. I would, I would much prefer. Let's reallocate all of those people with guns to protect our schools and let the politicians walk around vulnerable for a little while, and then we'll see how many rights they want to take away. I mean, we have armed security at malls. Yeah. They'll protect cheap merchandise, banks, yeah. movie theaters. They all have guns. Right. All these, all these nut jobs have guns. The World Economic Forum has their own police, police force armed with, uh, you know, MP5s. They have military-grade weapons. But because there's children there, we can't. Our most precious commodity on this earth. We can't. We can't Our protect those Our most vulnerable citizens yes. among us the people that we if we have a duty to protect anyone as a community as a people it's our children it's those who cannot help themselves right and they are taking they are actively trying to make that population more vulnerable gun free zones kill children they're open season they're open season uh, on our That's most vulnerable are. people because you know why why because <gasps> criminals don't abide by gun laws shocking I know. You're you're uh, Captain Obvious right now. <laughs> um, and you know, since uh, we're talking about children, at as they want uh, them to be helpless and defenseless, you know, it's okay to uh, but groomed, yeah, and, groomed, and have zero um, zero age of consent, right? Well, and remember, they have to take away the Second Amendment to protect the kids, um, unless they're born. Or you know, unless they're unborn, then please murder all of them. There was a, I, I think you sent that to me, that it's okay to have multiple abortions. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's fine. Planned Parenthood put out that lovely, lovely message. It's okay to kill children as long as they haven't left the womb yet. Remember, shout your abortion, right? Oh, they, yeah. Like, this goes back to Pride Month, right? I mean, pri we should, is there no Pride in Abortion Month? I don't want to give them more ideas, but given you know the way that they worship that things. month will turn into wrath month the sin of that <laughs> month will be wrath month um but so remember we talked earlier about you know reducing carbon footprints and the supply sh shortages again you are the carbon that they want to reduce um so this is their new solution tamagotchi kids uh, anyone remember i'm a 90s kid so i remember tamagotchis there were those little uh egg-shaped uh, computer yes. uh, and you could have a little virtual pet and you could feed it and pet it and it would jump for joy and then if you didn't feed it it would it would slowly die tamagotchi kids could be the future of parenthood by having virtual children in the metaverse the i kid you not are running the asylum i swear to goodness according to an expert on ai would-be parents will be able to soon opt for cheap and cuddleable digital offspring. cheap cheap and, and cuddleable digital digital offspring Cuddleable, yeah, cuddleable. So this is all metaverse, um, and I have I, I can't remember what where it was, um, but the uh, the World Economic Forum is now going to have a leadership role in uh, Meta. Did you see that? I'm not surprised. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, so yet to be born, though it won't be long. Uh, is she pregnant? No, that's not the point. What's the point? Some people might decide never to be pregnant ever again. Does it sound like they're telling us what they Some want? Some people should decide never to be pregnant ever again. Like every woman that attended the uh, World Economic Forum and every leftist. Please don't procreate. You're terrible people. 
So yeah, I mean that's the, so this doesn't surprise me, right? Because this this um, alternate reality has been going on for a long time. Uh, in in my my previous corporate life, I remember just being baffled by the fact that major uh, industry players, major professional services uh, players, were building instances in Second Life, which is a, a precursor to Metaverse. Second Life is another virtual reality kind of thing. Although mm -hmm. you won't have, you know, back then you didn't have. This is like you know early two thousands. Didn't have the the suits that you wear, so you can you know pretend you're touching your fake kid. Um, and when with yeah. It's just so it's just so bizarre. Um, yeah, I want to read one more thing. Does yeah, it, please. Does that mean that Mark Zuckerberg is going to be everyone's dad or? <laughs> yeah, funny. No, it means that virtual children will exist in the metaverse, which, as you know, is the immersive digital future of the Internet. Campbell predicts there will be commonplace and embraced by society. She has called the digital demographic the Tamagotchi generation after those digital pets. So will our new kids be egg shaped? Ha ha ha. Uh, no, technology's come a long ways. Virtual children, says Campbell, will look like you and you'll be able to play and cuddle them. They will be capable of simulated emotional responses as well as speech, which range from Goo Goo Gaga to Bat Chat as they grow older. So very cool. So we're going to be exterminated. They're perpetuating mental illness, first of all. Right. Like you, people already can't. It, it was it was a problem before covid that most people had m the majority of their friends and in interpersonal relationships online. Right. And that was creating uh, a lot of weird people that can't cope in the world, which is, you know, how we end up with safe spaces. But uh, now we're saying we're going to create we're going to create an entire environment where all of your. Uh, all of your interpersonal connections, your, even with your children, are digital and fake. And if you just put on your headset and sit in the corner, you can have a wonderful, beautiful life and you won't notice how horrible everything is because you've been reset. Well, and again, we talked about red flag laws. This is very clearly a, just an attempt to disarm people. So, you know, we talked a lot earlier about salting the fields, right? How do you get in you know, the, in this century, the, in today's world, how do you get a population to be submissive and docile and, and generate complete submissiveness to destroy their ability to resist some kind of occupation, whether by the government or a foreign country or anything? Well, number one, you get them fighting with themselves. They've been doing that for a long time, so that's easy. But who, are the, who have the been the defenders of the nation? Who have been the ones who have gone to war and fought for our country and defended our freedoms and our, you know, the rest of society. This has been the men, right? Well, they have done a great job convincing the entire population, men and women, that true masculinity, that those who are very masculine and aggressive and not in a bad way, uh, that manhood is bad, manhood is evil, manhood is something to be ashamed of it's and toxic. rooted out. Yes, toxic masculinity. And now they have convinced so many of the men Number one, that their own expression of masculinity, that them simply existing and demonstrating what masculinity is, being a man, standing up for your community, standing up for yourselves, acting on your own accord, resisting these unbelievable influences that, you know, hundreds of years ago, there already would have been a war had they seen it. They are evil. They've convinced themselves that they should not act in such a way. And now men and women believe that they're not men. Now the men look, act, feel like women. They think they are. And now 
They have female penises. They have female penises. Yes, birthing persons. Yeah, male and now And now our children. Your mental illness. Now not only can you be whatever you want just because you feel like it. Now you can buy a mortgage in the metaverse and you can have a child. You want to get rid of a, the future of a resistance to tyranny? Get rid of the children. They already targeted them with the vaccines. So now God help all of these kids. I, I pray for them. There's going to be a large number of them on top of the ones who have already dropped dead who are going to be seriously debilitated and probably more will die in the coming years. So we need to pray for them. But now they want us to forego children. The same narrative that we've had for a long time. Thank you, John Kerry and uh, all of these, these disgusting people. Uh, carbon is bad, so people are the problem. Bill Gates said we can do a good job with vaccines. We can reduce the population. I know they call that a conspiracy theory. Openly says it on a TED Talk. In a TED Talk. Said it. Said it. And they said, that's not what he meant. Literally what he said. They always mean what they say. Yeah. They're, yeah. And now virtual children, because we don't need real children. The future of our country, the future of our nation, the future of humanity, we don't need them. Well, the elite can procreate. Yes, yes. This is Malthusian, Darwinian occultism at its finest yeah i mean you're you know you're so right they they consider the masses to be useless eaters they consider us to be a a cancer on the planet and so they're you know they they find it to be an admirable goal to reduce the population they probably see themselves as making some sacrifices because they're the ones who can who who are strong enough to make the hard choices of which ones of us to kill right there's nothing new under the sun this type of tyranny this type of authoritarianism and and desire to control your fellow man is not new it's it's a tale as old as time mm-hmm. right but now they have convinced the masses of of the world that that uh you know this is the way and they're so brazen about it that they are not even hiding it anymore and that is that i find really terrifying um we are almost out of time mr producer uh yes we are as we were looking through this content you know i was looking for uh looking for a verse that you know kind of would would leave the audience on a not um not so depressing moment sorry guys the world sucks right now i don't know what to tell you but um you know in in galatians 5 uh, verses 13 and 14 it says you my brothers and sisters were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh the flesh rather serve one another humbly in love for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command love your neighbor as yourself and i'm reminded of how you know, everything is so divisive. And when you zoom out and you see what the governments are doing, again, like we said on the show either yesterday or the day before, for the past 20 years, we've had Republican governments and we've had Democrat governments, but we've had both of them expand globalism at the expense of the American people. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a uniparty cartel that wants you to believe that you have choices and wants you to believe that, uh, that, that we're a divided, that we're a super divided nation. Uh, we're divided along class lines and race lines and gender lines and, uh, you know, keep looking at that, keep fighting about that, keep, keep indulging that flesh and, uh, and definitely don't love each other. And that is, you know, as Joe and I were talking about yesterday, it's hard to pray for our enemies. 
it's hard to love the people who hurt us, right? Um, I'm super not great at this. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, mocking is my love language. Um, Apollo can back me up on that. It's true. Accurate. <laughs> but but uh, you are fluent. But we are called. We are called to love. And, you know, the, the old bracelets of what would Jesus do back in the day, right? It's, it's, it's a trope, but it's, it's a good thing to remember as we're dealing with difficult people, as we're constantly being lied to, as every institution and every piece of government is lying to our faces and gaslighting us and making us question our reality. We are called to be salt and light and to love. We're called to be truth. We're called to be watchmen on the wall. But we're called to be different than the, the divisive minutia that our society puts on us to keep us distracted from the uniparty cartel. And so I would just say to everybody as you, you know, as you head out, and of course, please smash the rumble button on your way out of the show today if you haven't done so already. But try to, you know, try, try to just stay stay focused on what matters it's really hard there's so many distractions there's so much just injustice and treason <laughs> and uh you know i mean you look around you read the headlines and and it's it's no wonder that we have such an apathy problem because the news is so bad that people check out right you just i'm just not going to pay attention anymore because it's just so everything is so horrible we're different we're awake greatest privilege you can have during this time is to be awake and to know what's happening. And so I would just ask that, you know, as we head out into, into the rest of the week that, um, try, try to love and, and, uh, you know, just, just try to stay in the center of God's will. So actually before we go on, I'm just going to remind everyone that this podcast is again sponsored by IP vanish as well. Uh, since we are all under massive scrutiny from, uh, organizations like the government and who knows how they'll get to your information if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity using an incognito mode won't solve the problem uh, ip vanish vpn is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online ip vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers your isp or advertisers you can use ip vanish on your computers tablets phones and even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media when you use ip vanish all of your data is encrypted this means that your private communications uh, details passwords browsing history and more will be shielded from falling into the wrong hands even your physical location will be hidden ip vanish makes you virtually invisible online and it's really simple uh, they're offering for listeners of this show an incredible 70% off of their yearly plan. Uh, and you also get a 30-day money-back guarantee for that. So that's just like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing everything that you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy with the world. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. You'll get your 70% savings or nine months for free. That's IPVanish, IPVanish.com slash daily. Uh, go there and check them out. I've been using these guys for uh, close to six months now. Um, and I do like that they give you unlimited number of devices. Uh, so it's, it's actually a really good deal. Mr. Amen. Producer, I'll, uh, I'll hand it to you to pray. 
Sure. So actually, before we do that, can we run through uh, these memes that you sent over? Oh, sure. Yeah. I love them. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll save the, save the really funny one for last. Is that the... Uh, yeah, that's the one. Okay. Okay. So we'll talk about guns first since we just finished that. So uh, number one. They're all about guns. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. The other one's two topics. This is my favorite one. I know <laughs> the other one is your favorite, but this is this is my favorite one. If we make all the guns illegal, no one will ever get shot because that's how we stop people from doing drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like guns are illegal in all the gun-free zones, right? The war on drugs is a great example of the failures of government, and don't ever let them forget it. So that's that one. Uh, second one. This is another Do good one. Do you want to read this? Yeah, sure. So... Hand over your gun. I have a right to bear arms. You have no need for guns. I have a right to bear arms. Guns are bad. I have a right to bear arms. Not anymore. <laughs> I have a right to bear arms <laughs> as a last resort to protect myself against tyranny. Tyranny? You're insane. Armed and dangerous. Hand over your gun or I will shoot. If you're going to take on the government, you would need F-16s or an <laughs> Abrams tank. <laughs> Uh, so down Wrath here month is coming. Pull it, pull it back up and zoom into the bottom if you don't mind. Um, sure. So Stefan Molyneux is, I, I used to follow him on Parlor before I was kicked off Parlor on January 7th. Yeah, I actually really like Stefan. Yeah, he's, he's great. Kind of, a, I would say, uh, anarcho-capitalist, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm probably not a I not think a that's how guy. he describes himself. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's how I would describe him, and I didn't know how he described himself. So the moral argument is guns can't be both good and bad. This is just a logical thing. And since you need guns in the hands of police to take away guns from the hands of private citizens, then you're saying that guns in the hands of the government are really good and guns in the hands of the private citizens are really bad. And what you've then done is you've created opposite moral standards for two groups of people who are not differentiated by anything except a concept called the state. And that's, really all, that's really all it is. And th and that is it, right? We said, um, and and, it, and I really want everybody to get their heads around this, right? If they infringe upon the Second Amendment and they take away your right to keep and bear arms, they are declaring, the state is declaring that you, the individual citizen of the United States of America, do not have a right to defend yourself. That's what that means. Now, you can qualify it. You can say, do not have a right to defend yourself if you have a red flag for, for red flag for X reason, right? But it's still these are inalienable rights. These are rights that come to us from God. It wasn't you can use muskets. The right to keep and bear muskets shall not be infringed. That's not what they said. They said the right to keep and bear arms, and they absolutely knew that that meant cannons. They absolutely knew that that meant modern weaponry of the time. And it still does today. All right. So the third meme is your favorite one. This okay. Is, this, so one's, this one's going to get us in trouble, I think. It's Pride Month, right? It's the, <laughs> month. The, the month of the sin of pride. Um, so in honor of that and in honor of red flag laws, we will be referring to <laughs> lowers as bottoms. <laughs> and we look forward to the statement where Biden will ban 80% bottoms. <laughs> I don't want to know what an 80% bottom so bad. <laughs> it is really bad. Well, it's Pride Month. So, you know what? We're we're just we're just we're allies. Yes. Allies <laughs> for bottoms. <laughs> allies for <laughs> bottoms for everyone. <laughs> All right. Now I think we need to pray cuz yeah, we need it. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Father God, 
please bless the United States of America. There is great, great darkness that we are witnessing now, but your light is so much greater. Your light is so much brighter. And if we embrace it and we, we act as lights shining it forth, we will beat back this darkness. We will defeat it. We will drive it out of our nation and out of the hearts of our brothers and sisters. There is great suffering that is occurring and likely will continue to accelerate, but your love will conquer that. We turn to you, please. Give us the wisdom and fill us with your light, with your love, so that even as times turn desperate, even as this darkness encroaches further upon us, even as the evil of what is being done to our fellow Americans, to our children, to our military, and to citizens all around the world, as it is exposed more and more, allow us to not be defeated. Allow us not to be depressed or hopeless, but filled with hope. Allow us to continue strong and fighting to the death if we need to, but with civility, but with love, with compassion. Let us not draw our swords until they are needed. Let us not use violence. Let us not act out in anger. Let us not turn to wrath until we have no other option. Let us continue to see the goodness, to see the humanity in our fellow Americans and allow us to wake them up. Allow them to see clearly the evil that they are attempting to create for us. Allow them to see the beauty and the brilliance and the value of our precious children, of the values upon which this country was founded. Let those who are still not awake or who wish not to see, give them the strength and the capacity to see clearly and to see their role, to see the power that they have, that you have given them, that exists only through you. We know that with you everything is possible, no matter how dark it gets, no matter how expensive our gas gets, no matter, no matter how little food there is, we know that there is much you have provided for us. Allow us to see that and to find it and to utilize it. Let us share our wisdom. Let us share what we have with our neighbors and allow us all to restore our country. Father God, Lord Jesus, we, we ask you, show us how, give us the tools, connect us with those who need to be on our side, who need to be on our team. Let us rally together. Let us stand shoulder to shoulder. Let us secure our kingdom, secure our castle. Our nation is in trouble, and it is because we have forgotten you. It is because we have let you out of our sight. Lord Jesus, our children are lost and they are suffering because they have lost you, because we have not introduced them to you. We have not spoken with you enough. We have not looked to you. We have not felt your presence and realized it when you have been speaking to us. Allow us to hear that now. Now as I speak and everyone who is listening, let us hear and feel your presence. We know you are speaking to us. We know you have given us everything that we need. Let us only see it and act. This, this year has been so challenging. But we know that the light that you have stored in all of us, the truth that will not be silenced, the truth that will erupt and awaken the minds of all of those who are here by your will, the stolen election, 
the fraudulent, the cabal that has been installed in our government. The vaccines, the agenda to mask and, and abuse our children, to rob Americans of their wealth, to rob them of their businesses, to take our guns. We will not comply because we know you are on our side. We will not comply to anyone but you, Lord. Our submission is only to you, not to any government, not to any man, no pundit, no politician. No one deserves our obedience but you. Yes, Lord. We will rise up when the time is ready. We are gathering our forces now as you would wish us to. Show us and tell us how you want us to gather. Show us where we need to gather. Show us what an army of your kingdom looks like and guide us that we may act in accordance. We will rise and we will rise as you tell us. We will retake our nation and that nation is yours. It belongs to you and you have given us that nation and all the blessings within it out of your love. We now turn to you with love for you. We recognize you as the one who provides for us, as the one who gifts us our intelligence and our, our health and our beauty and the experiences, the beautiful time we have with those in our lives. We bless you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for this country, and we will restore it in your name. We pray these things. Bless America. Bless our brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, so that's it, guys. That was really beautiful, Apollo. Thank you. And, you know, I just want to say one thing. The, uh, the skills, talents, and passions that you have, that God has given you and has put you in the circumstances, in the place that you're in, with those skills, talents, and passions, he's put you there for, with a job to do. And you have everything you need. There is no uh, law that needs to be passed. There's no um, money that needs to be raised. There's no, there's no conditions upon which you have everything that you need because that's how you were created. And so uh, as, we, you know, as we think about um, rising, right? As you said, we will rise when it's time. When, when God tells us it's time to rise, we will rise. Uh, we, we absolutely will. And it will likely be mostly peaceful, right? Because that's, that's how God works. But we have everything that we need. And I have so much joy and so much hope because we already have won. And so, uh, you know, I just, it was a really beautiful prayer, Apollo, and wanted to say that. Also want to say uh, all of those memes were at We the Memes on Telegram. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't want to be accused of stealing them. I meant to put them <laughs> on there, but we were moving fast and I forgot. Yeah, well, again, thank you, everyone, and please do pray. You're, you're going to hear a, a really powerful interview tonight. We talk about having everything we need. Uh, we have political prisoners, Americans, in prison right now still. One of them that you'll hear from tonight has been in jail for a year and a half. He's been in solitary confinement. Please listen to this interview tonight. And, and it's a miracle that we were even able to, to talk to him, right? Because yeah. we've tried for three weeks. We've tried to, to have uh, Jake on the show. And um, today, finally, he was able to get out of his cell. So that's a, a great interview that I'm looking forward to seeing this evening. Yeah. And, you know, in the same way that, yes, the, the devils will try to silence the truth, will try to 
uh, pervert the Lord's message and keep it from reaching your ears. In the same way, they tried to stop Jake from being able to speak with us. And they succeeded for weeks, but we were able to get him on, and we will get him on again, because that is God's will. God's will is the truth will come out. You will hear the truth. You will feel the truth. And, and the we truth will, succeed. will set you free. Amen. Uh, but, so thank you again for everyone. Again, please, please pray. Uh, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. We're on Lindell TV, too, dur- during uh, those two hours. I know we went long today. Uh, so that's noon and 6 Eastern. We're live on conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank's Beach. Again, Lindell TV, too. Uh, please do smash the Rumble button. Help us climb up. Be that ambassador of truth. There are no sidelines in this game. There are no, uh, there's no out of bounds. You are all here on the chessboard, uh, on the battlefield, though it may not look like one. So please, spread truth. Everyone needs it. Um, we're also on Brighteon. You can go and uh, watch us there. If you are a follower on Brighteon, uh, I've been a follower of Mike Adams a long time, so I'm excited that we're there. Uh, if you want to listen to us on the audio edition, you can go to a- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go ahead and give us a five-star review. I know most of you are on Apple Podcasts, so please uh, help us reach more people. This is the most critical time for any of us to be alive. As Ash, sh- as Ash said, we are blessed to be here and to witness. So play a part. Play your role. Uh, be an agent for the truth and the spirit of God. Uh, share this message in the same spirit. Uh, if you want a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. We will send you a text message when we go live uh, so you don't miss any of the awesome interviews like the one we're going to do tonight. Uh, you can also go to the link in our description. You can uh, subscribe for our newsletter, and you'll also get the option to uh, utilize the daily fax blasts. You can go and become a member in order to do that, and you'll get massive, massive discounts uh, on the fax blasts. So please go do check that out. Uh, thank you for all those who have already become members. God bless you all. Thank you for being a part in the fight to take back our country. Uh, and as always, you can follow us at Conservative Daily, Joe at Joe Oltman, and Ash at Ash in America on pretty much every uh, platform that you can find. So, again, thank you very much. We will win this fight. Pray, turn to God, secure your castle, ensure that your kingdom is going to be provided for. The, the future will be... <laughs> it will be challenging, but we will get through it. And do not comply. You will comply and you will submit only to God because that is the only authority that we are required to recognize. So we'll see you tonight. My name is Apollo. And I'm Ash Epp. God bless everyone. God bless you all.